0: International... Welcome to the podcast, everybody. This week's episode is a little different. What was initially going to be another conversation with a returning guest ended up becoming a bit of an emotional journey about why I'm no longer performing stand-up in Austin and the events that took place this past summer leading up to that. Um, We don't necessarily get into too many details. I don't want to tease too much here, but we do address some lingering issues and my inability to move on from that so thanks for listening and hope you enjoy the show and if you don't enjoy the show then i don't know i mean like lower your expectations man jesus christ i mean you can't live life that way you have to appreciate the present and not not you know push away the unknown okay let's do the theme song thing cool If it doesn't fit, you must equip. Oh, righty. <sighs>
1: ah, this is the good life. Just relax
0: and let my mind drift. Have y 2 Y2K compliant.
1: Slim Jim. Eat my shorts. What's the deal with Aqualip? Could he go on the land or was he just restricted to wood? No stairway. Denied. This is Ryan Wynn.
0: Shalom. Uh, salam alaykum. Welcome to the show again, everybody. It's great to have you back. It's good to see you again. It's Everything good. okay? Hi, everything's great. Glad that's good. My easier. guest is chiming in already. I was talking to the listeners, oh. but, <laughs> but, you know, feel free, dude. I know <laughs> we have, we've got a good rapport. We've got a good chemistry. My guest <laughs> this week is a returnee because that's, that's where we're at. You know, I think I've uh, run through the list already, and I want to start having back on the people I like having back on. Hell yeah. Thanks. Um, But all joking aside, I do love this guy, and I'm happy that he's joining me today. Uh, Jared is here. Jared McCorkle. It's look, me. Look at that. Dropping a last name for I the first time on the podcast. Yeah, what's up with that anyway?
1: What's with up the, with Why With the not doing it. Um, not, not that you should, but I'm just curious what the, about the decision.
0: No, I'd be happy to explain it to you. When we first launched, or when we were first discussing the podcast, uh-huh. the idea was for me to obviously sit with a different millennial each week and pick their brain, try to bridge the generation gap, and sure. learn as much as possible about their story because the way you learn the most about someone is through their experiences and the reason why we left off last names was just in case things got a little personal in case they wanted to share something that oh, okay. made them feel you know vulnerable or put you know uh, share private thoughts Makes and uh, yeah some people are a little uh, self-conscious or not self-conscious self-aware they might not want to broadcast that stuff Uh, you know, and attach it to their full name. So, uh, you know, it lends from the sort of Alcoholics Anonymous, uh, you know, template. I get that. You know, if you keep the last name off, then uh, you're a little bit freer to speak about what you want to speak about. Um, And you know me, I have a fascination with just going by first names when I first started doing stand-up in Austin. But I was saying, it seems like millennials,
1: like as a generation, are way more comfortable without like privacy or anonymity yeah i'm learning that they like grew up that way where it's just expected that almost every part of your every detail is yeah. going to
0: be part of your social media it's going to be out there it's what makes you unique yeah absolutely. and everybody wants to be unique now
1: yeah absolutely or just generally i don't think they expect probably like they they grew up with smartphones that tell the companies where they're at at all times sure and it's just not like that was weird for about two months or something like that. Like yeah. there's a decision that we all sort of collectively decided we're not going nah, to that. It's worth it. And, yeah. and I, I you know, honestly, I don't really give that a fuck, but it is weird how like there wasn't much debate about it. And now you have a generation of people who were basically not adults when it happened. Right. Which is what it's like for them.
0: Well, uh, yeah, it's like uh, when I was a kid, the less people knew about me, the more comfortable I was. Yeah. Yeah. It um, sense.
1: Yeah. And you, and it's what me. Do you no.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I, I am a, an extremely private person, uh, but it, it's a controlled privacy. Sure. I'm willing to speak candidly about myself, and I'm yeah. willing to share things about myself. That may very well happen today. But you want to be the one to make that decision. is the Exactly. Point. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I get that. Unwanted attention is not something that I warm up to very well, which is why I have a hard time hanging out with very extroverted people in public places. Yeah. Because especially people in the arts and, you know, who want to put their stamp on, you know, the environment around them. Yeah, I get that. Um, You know, it doesn't make me angry. It's just something that sometimes I tense up at. It doesn't,
1: it just doesn't, you don't relate to it. It's not intuitive for you or something like that.
0: Yeah, it's like, well. I'm an introverted person by yeah. nature. I mean, you get me one on one with someone, I can talk to someone for hours at a time. That actually,
1: to say that you're introverted is surprising. I know it can be that way sometimes, but you're you're gregarious as a person. You're not like not chatty
0: with you. Uh,
1: but even okay, maybe that that could be the case. But I like you know, I, you were never the skulking dude. Like at the open mics and stuff like that, I would never yeah. see you sort of like you know unto yourself writing in a pad, not talking to anybody. You're always talking to somebody.
0: Well, yeah, I made uh, every attempt. Po- possible to be uh, a gracious new person on the scene. Yeah, um, I think you, you very much are. Um, but one thing that, um, that you may not have noticed is that I never did that within a group. Yeah, I, I, see I always, I always approached someone individually Interesting. and then
1: tried to talk to them. Is there? I mean, do you have a tactical reason for that. You're just not comfortable talking to like more than like one or two people.
0: I, I am old enough to know. I'm interviewing you now for an, that's reason. fine. That's no, great. <laughs> um, I, I'm old enough to know, uh, how I function socially and where I succeed and fail. Yeah. And I fail in groups. I tend to clam up. I tend to just stand there as as, as scenery. And that always surprised You know, Ariel Norman, my, my co-host on my yeah. podcast,
1: same way. Yeah. She says that all the time. I, I don't see it as much, but I'm probably not noticing it. Yeah, nobody much. nobody's, no, and nobody's paying weird, attention. But it's weird because, I mean, you talk to Ariel. She's not... Yeah she's not like a, a reserve reserved area. person Hi, she's area. great, she's, yeah. great. But she's not a reserved person in terms of opinion or something like that but it's true I think she doesn't lo- and so, here's another thing that surprises me about you a little bit in that is that you're a riffy person too I love to riff you're a riffy person yeah. and like I can see how people that don't like to riff don't want to be in that group setting because especially with comics because a lot of times it becomes like the I'm waiting to say the funny thing it becomes or a competition yeah absolutely yeah, 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 yeah. but if you're good at it <laughs> if you're good at it yeah. I, that's how I feel like I'm not saying I'm good at it but I'm not worried I'm not worried about like, you know, and the other thing, you just kind of let it happen anyway. You, sure. You, know, you just let it organically, you know.
0: Well, and and, ju- and just to, to uh, paint this picture with a little more detail, mm. I am not the type of person, let alone comedian, who enjoys holding court. You know, I get the, you're a uh, guy yeah. who loves to hold court. It, people w- are attracted to my court. It's a small claims court. Not big, <laughs> it's, it's not a big court. It's, it's, it's <laughs> right. It's, it's, it's divorce court. Yeah, but, yeah. but still, yeah. no, uh, all joking aside, when yeah. when when I'm in a group of people that you also may happen to be in, you know, if we're hanging out uh, outside of Spider House, yeah, yeah. you're very comfortable fielding the questions and driving the conversation. Oh, that's interesting. And this is where I would... Blend into the scenery. Whereas if it were just you and I talking yeah. outside of Spider House, I'm very much involved and very much willing to contribute. As yeah, much yeah, yeah. as possible. Um, that's interesting.
1: Yeah, I, yeah. Not, I guess that's true. I haven't really super noticed. It's certainly not conscious. Like, I'm not like, yeah. I need to organize these people and have them understand what I'm talking about or anything like
0: that. Yeah. Okay. Well, it's a, it's, a, it's a yearning for connection more than yeah, anything. Yeah. And I don't, I don't know that. I mean, connecting with more than one person at a time is exhausting. I also probably got it at Southwestern. Yeah. Uh, where what I was like, a
1: 10-year... Yeah, exactly. I would know uh, the <laughs> university. Where oh, yeah. I was like, I was 10 years older than everybody that went to school there yeah. for the most part. And so I would talk and it would be a lot of people just listen to me run my fucking run, run my gums. Yeah. Yeah. As I was like, but pontificated. You're, but you're good at it though. And yeah, to some degree, I think, I think it, you've it's, got the gift of gab and and very the charming gift of monologue. I think, and not just me, but I mean like that's a hard, I realize there aren't a lot of people that can just talk on one topic and on, in a sustained way yeah. for a period of time.
0: It's kind of a skill unto itself. Well, you know, and part of that skill, at least on my end, is to find the thing that someone wants to talk about. Yeah. You know, another thing is, you know, I don't find myself very fascinating. And, <laughs> and I, don't, I don't say that from an insecure place. I yeah. say it from... I don't do much, you know. I bought a record player today. Sure. That is going to be the story I tell for the next six years. Uh, but I, uh, what do you get a message there?
1: No, I'm just turning the volume. Down. Oh, okay. I forgot to um, silence it.
0: No, okay. I, I am way more interested in what someone else did during the day or what someone else has to contribute from their life because I'm, I, I like stories. Would I you, like you hearing say you're people? not a fascinating person. What is a fasc- What do you imagine fascinating people are like? Well, I use the term fascinating loosely. I mean, yeah, yeah. I think even the most mundane activity that someone partakes in is yeah. very interesting because it means something to them. Yeah. And, yeah. and, and but I mean
1: per per like. I don't know the average of most people that you run into that are like our age or whatever, you've led a far more interesting life than most of these people floating around fucking Austin, right? Uh,
0: just,
1: just in terms of just objectively, like yeah. uh, the amount of places you've been, the kind of people you've met, the kind of things you
0: did and stuff like that. That's me. Imm- uh, yeah. I, well, know. well, well, okay. Uh, okay. Let's rephrase this then. I've, sure. I've, 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 I've had a fascinating life or I've done fascinating things, but I don't know that I would, classify them as far more fascinating because that's subjective. Sure, yeah. fair enough. You know, I I told... Well, to me, at least. I mean, just because most people... Like,
1: most people I meet, like, normally they went to school, majored in some boring, Mm -hmm. you know, whatever. I mean, boring to me, at least. Uh, Did... Got some... The shitty job for like three or four years maybe they went to peru to teach english came back they're doing some software it job and then that's it right? yeah and that's, that's nothing wrong with that at all but like that's that but that's their story the average. that's austin average
0: yeah that's right
1: that's yeah, their yeah, story yeah. Yeah. yeah so if you got some outside of that in the you know second standard deviation of that then that's pretty interesting
0: well i I'm, I'm certainly bringing something to the table yeah um absolutely. but i you know i like to see what everybody else brings too um, You were in fucking Iraq. I was. So, I mean, that is... Which is
1: weird to talk about anyway, which I'm, I like talking about it, but yeah. it's there's a lot of like preliminary kind of work you almost have to do to talk about it. Yeah. Like one, so, and you don't want to be seen certain way. So, one thing I don't like to be seen as, uh, is like, I, I'm not going to mention anybody, but some people kind of can't be anything but that. I might have mentioned on that last time. where Maybe, it's like, yeah. Yeah, you know, it's like just they rest on those laurels forever. Sure. I mean, that, I got out in, 2007. Mm-hmm. So that's what? That's 10 years ago. Yeah. I have friends who, when you go on their Facebook, like who that's they still have like pictures of us as their profile picture.
0: Yeah, well, that's 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 nice. Uh, but yeah, it,
1: you know but that would be, yeah. You don't want to accept that that's your peak. Yeah, you don't. want, I it really you don't want to peak till you're dead. I mean, and that's not yeah. realistic. But like you want your peak to be later. You want your like you want your work to be increasing. You want to get smarter and better and do more stuff. Sure, the idea
0: that you want to like man. When I was 22, that was it. Was no, that that's yeah. Those are the days. Well, yeah. those are people who are mired in the past. You know. Yeah, yeah. Um, When I was living in New York, uh, I would see a therapist and um, occasionally he would drop these little nuggets of wisdom in our sessions that after I left, I would type into my phone because I'm like, I should never forget that. That's a good one. And uh, one of the things he said to me once was that uh, in, in regards to your past is that it's okay to look back, but you shouldn't stare. That's good. Yeah, that's nice. And it sounds like your friends on Facebook are doing that. Oh, they're they're they're, starers. They're pining
1: for the days. I think there's something insidious behind it too. What happens is they did it because they wanted respect. Mm -hmm. They wanted esteem or something like that. But there's a certain way of conceiving of that. There's no bottom to it. Like you'll ne- if you're doing something like that purely because you want to be respected, you'll never get enough respect. You yeah. know what I mean? And I think that they're still hung up on the fact that like, you know, it's not just, Hey, I used to be a soldier. It was great. It was like, you guys don't understand what it yeah. was like. Yeah. It's like, and yeah, I guess I haven't understood for like a decade. Like yeah. they're not going to get it
0: if they're not going to get it. And you sure. should just move the fuck on. Well, yeah. and that's what I think a lot of people have trouble doing with themselves because yeah. you get, Locked into this era where everything was great, yeah. where everything was different, and you, you uh, are young, and you are respected by peers, and yeah. you're doing something adventurous. And then you realize when you move on from that, you're just a guy at an IT job. You're just a schlub. Yeah, you're just, you're just a dude. Yeah. But, you know, or a woman. And, 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 but then it's up to you to find those interesting things or to go out and, and look beyond what you've already lived. And I should clear up. I have plenty of friends f- who
1: I serve with that are currently living interesting, flourishing yeah. existences. I don't we, even know if that's the average. You it's want us to bleep
0: out it. your last name so that nobody? No, knows no. Talking no. About
1: them. <laughs> <laughs> if they were going to hate me, they would hate me by now. They're fine. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, but
0: yeah, yeah. So. So uh, what's been going on? What what's been going on these days? I know. Uh, so
1: last night was kind of cool. It was okay. a milestone for me in comedy. I did kind of a milestone. I did thirty minutes for the first time uh, to a real audience. I did yeah. it once before to kind of not a real audience. It was like seven people in San Marcos. You know. Uh, yeah. You know, a Joke like the seven of them seemed to like it or whatever.
0: Yeah. Uh, this w- I went, don't I don't miss that by the way.
1: Uh, d- but it, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, doing that much time in front of the few people sucks. Yeah. You know what I mean, like, because it's not going to go well. Mm-hmm. You, even if the ones that are enjoying you're just not going to feel it yeah uh, at all there's not the laughter the you, energy's and, lower yeah and, there's, and, you, and you aren't getting that effect where you know it's like if you make a few people laugh disparately you hear that yeah but when they hear each other laughing if there's a lot of them yeah. then it it, the, it can well, bounce off the walls the, and stuff like that sure
0: there's the possibility for an intimate connection yeah, and, and experience an amazing
1: thing happens yeah. stuff like that and and you can figure stuff out and and try it. but anyway so that got to happen last night and i was really satisfied with the amount of time so that yeah. was really cool and it, you know it's those little moments where you're like you know i understand i'm just starting out at this in many ways and i'm this is like an apprenticeship but it's in moments like that where you're like oh i'm a, i'm a comic yeah this is a thing i do you yeah. know what I mean it's not easy to do this. Well, yeah, you know.
0: Is that enough to uh motivate you to continue? I think so. I think so. Like like
1: I haven't got jaded yet. Yeah. And I think weirdly enough starting later and having stuff before that was really not fulfilling. Interesting. Is in some sense, it makes my, it makes this it, it, like, I don't want to say I'm satisfied with just this level. I want to keep increasing. Yeah. But that's the other thing. I think that my trajectory has been pretty continuous. Right. And so, I haven't got to that point where I've plateaued. I was telling uh, Jake and, and Danny, that's Jake wrote Danny recently. Anyway. Yeah, that no I one like, gives I a shit. I think I mean, I know. They do. <laughs> no, yeah. but, anyway, uh, but then they know. But uh, that I'm probably ready for a plateau. Right. Not Not in any, hopefully, awful way or something like that no 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 no. just in terms of i started this with a lot of material in terms of living and and i could marshal certain linguistic stuff and writing and stuff like that but i think now we're getting to the part where it's like okay now the work really begins
0: well sometimes the well dries up right and then it's up to you to replenish it somehow absolutely yeah uh but uh you know it's interesting to hear you phrase it in the way that you did because you also have something to measure this up against because you lived a life before you were doing I this. I feel like
1: I've lived like three or four lives in a certain and that they were bracketed in different things, but yeah. Yeah. yeah.
0: Well, I mean, like what I was going to uh, submit here was that, you know, uh, your experience as a soldier and everything else before you did comedy was what, you know, obviously, they're not the same, sure. but it's what my experience was as a comedian compared to now. I lived through something first, and so the way my life is constructed now, I have something to compare it against. Yeah, absolutely. And so it, it really makes you take inventory. Yeah. Uh, do you right. do that often in comedy? Do you often stop and say, this is what I have, but this is what I want?
1: Yeah. And I, well, I think the biggest thing is that like, the, I've done things before that I knew I was not Yeah. I was like when I was in the military, I I joke like I was bad at it, Mm -hmm. but I didn't think I was going to be good at it. The point of it in some sense was like, hey, you have these problems as a person developing most of them yeah. involving discipline or like confusion with masculinity or insecurity, or like you got a like, chip on your shoulder cause you got to prove something. Sure. So in many ways, the military was meant to like kind of fix that stuff. And, and it did in varying degrees and in certain senses, not the way I would have expected, but anyway. Yeah. And then I meandered through school in a lot of ways and I really loved it. But in terms of the living, it wasn't really my life. So in other words, I, I studied philosophy. I love philosophy. Yeah academics it's not even that it's not for me it's the people that community then i wasn't like these are my people yeah a matter of fact i was
0: like these are pretentious assholes this is resonating with me yeah yeah not very
1: much yeah not my not my professors so that's the weird thing is that like you i really looked up to those people and i still do and maybe yeah. one day later on it's the kind of thing i could retire into sure like i'd love to get my phd before i'm dead that'd be nice yeah. but anyway uh <laughs> but then i started when i started doing comedy which was right after school mm-hmm. uh one, I had been a chicken shit about it for so long. So when I finally got up, yeah. there was this insane relief of like, you're not a coward anymore. Yeah. You know, you did that. And then, and I met the people and I started doing them. I was like, this feels like what I, what I am, mm-hmm. not just something I'm doing. So that, so I think that's the comparison and
0: who knows how long that's going to last. <laughs> like, like well, that glow, you know what, I mean, hopefully a, a while longer. What ends up happening with standup, at least from my experience is that eventually the flame, it doesn't entirely burn out. Yeah. I mean, in my case it did, but It doesn't, you know, it, it just, it begins to dim sure and you got to find ways to I've ignite always that you said that you're dim <laughs> <laughs> yeah oh that was you uh, I finally got to the bottom of that <laughs> no it's uh, the, the, the the light begins to dim and then you got to find a way to reignite that and, yeah. and, and that is the work that is laid out before a comedian yeah I think sure. you know you you start off doing it and it's a lot of fun and you're, you're meeting all these different people the one thing that I'll give any comedy community credit for and this is the only thing <laughs> <laughs> is that it brings together together such a diverse group of people that you know that you carry those uh, friendships and relationships with you for the rest of your life yeah at the risk of sounding corny but um what ends up happening though is the more you delve into the craft as it were the more work you have to uh, put in to evolving
1: yeah and make, I, continually making it rewarding and everything like that
0: right so you know so that those shows in front of seven people don't seem as you know dreadful and disastrous going in yeah. as they as they will after a few years because well, they will and and uh, Pan oswald had this thing where he was talking about like every
1: great comedian at one point or maybe even just good like working comedians had to have like a couple of years there where they just lived breathed I'm trying to get the, the past tense. Mm-hmm. Eat, slept, breathe, whatever. Uh, comedy. It was yeah. just the whole thing, and I think those are the years I'm in now. Sure, and hopefully that continues. But I think it's just it's like you're being still in a, love with you, something. You're still a student. Yeah, it's like if you 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 may spend the rest of your life with your husband or wife or what have you, but you're only going to be in love for like two years, probably. probably. You know what I mean? You're in love. And yeah, The rest and is then, work, and then it's work, and then attachment yeah. and identity and all this stuff. Yeah. So yeah, I could I definitely see that. And then the, the other thing that's attractive, at least at this point, I'm 33. What? No,
0: you don't look a day over forty.
1: <laughs> oh, th- I really appreciate that uh, that you said that. Very, that was a low bar. Anyway, uh, what was I going to say? I had something. Different. Well, you were. Oh, oh, oh. Yeah. There's no. I think I've said this to you before. There's no ceiling to it. That's what I love about it. I'm there's, sure it gets yeah. hard. I don't mean career wise. I mean in terms of you can just be getting better forever. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? You you won't right. You eventually retire, and I think you see it with some older comics. Yeah. I don't want to. I hate shit talking professional comics. I really do. Yeah. Uh, Ariel and I get in fights all this because I'm just like somebody mentions a professional. Do you what,
0: like, I love them. You want to shit talk some amateurs? No, I'm, <laughs> I'm game for that. Really? Yeah, that's better. That's better personally. <laughs> yeah, it's more rewarding. I just hate.
1: Well, I got nothing on the line. I'll trash I, anyone. I just hate. <laughs> I, yeah. There we go. You. I'll help you. I'm not gonna be implicated, but I'll, I'll set you up. Sure. But uh, but the thing is that like I I hate the idea of somebody working for 30 years or 20 years or whatever to get something, mm-hmm. and then uh, somebody who hasn't worked nearly as hard. Uh, hasn't worked nearly as long in a, in a Nero kind of posture, just, yeah, it sucks. They suck. I fucking yeah. I despise that. Yeah. But anyway, um, but, but I was going to say, there's a few comics that came out, Netflix specials lately, mm-hmm. older comics, legends, but I think that there's a decline. Yeah. I think you can see it. Now, there's no shame in their all.
0: talent or in the talent available.
1: In the, No, no, I mean specific comics where I think their output, uh, like again, kind of, not, this isn't who i'm talking about but it's a good example like, yeah you know pat and maria bamford those level comics sure not them they're fucking great but other comics at that level there's a few netflix specials go on netflix you'll figure out which one yeah just Where say you didn't like the new bill burr i'm <laughs> I'll, <never laughs> okay. I'll never it's okay i'll never it's okay he's like, he doesn't listen it's religious you know it's not yeah that. um I'll text him. Yeah yeah, no. yeah, yeah, yeah. As far as I know, you have his fucking number in your goddamn phone. <laughs> I don't, but
0: <laughs> it'd be great if yeah. I did.
1: Um, but anyway, the, po- but here, the point is not to say that sucks. The point is to say that makes sense. Eventually, you know, I think that it can, it can go, off. but they could hypothetically get better. Yeah. They, you know, they could, ju- I think what happens is life. Like they're just, I think Eddie well, Murphy said it's like, at I, once you get to a point, yeah. you have n- I mean, he was a Eddie Murphy specifically at a point where there's nothing more to prove. Once you're the best, we're
0: well, close to it. I, I, you know, that's, that's, that's an inch. That's, I think that's a, that's, that, that's a, a, a there's trapping. A What's that? <laughs> so that was a lot of that. Yeah. I'm very caffeinated <laughs> right now. <laughs> yeah, I knew nice. you were coming over. Oh, fuck yeah. Uh, that's a trapping that I think a lot of performers and observers may fall into though, because comedy, you know, uh, clearly it's a long game. But if you view it as there's always something to prove or there, or there's always a new peak to uh, climb to, yeah, then I, I personally, my opinion is that you're getting away from the point of even doing comedy because I said, f- yeah, say more than that. That's interesting. I think uh, uh, what every performer should strive or should want to do is to understand who they are, what they can say, and... Uh, you know, how to I- express that, obviously, within the confines of stand-up. I don't think Eddie Murphy stopped doing stand-up because he had nothing left to prove. Sure. I think he stopped doing stand-up because it didn't butter his bread anymore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That makes y- sense. You know, yeah, but yeah. look at a guy like Louis or Chappelle. Or- Chappelle came back to but it. I th-
1: but I think with, with Eddie Murray, Mur- Eddie Murray mm-hmm. uh, similar. Yeah. Eddie Murphy. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think, but I think that's part of it, right? What it, it didn't butter his bread anymore because there wasn't much left to achieve in it. Maybe. but but it's also not, it's a lot of work for less money than what he went into. But also,
0: stand-up is a grind. I mean, you really have to fucking love i mean it's yeah, it's, it's it's, gr- it's grueling yeah, yeah. even at, at eddie murphy's level to go out at, again i'll use the chappelle example yeah he came back to stand up he'd go out on stage in these large venues yeah and he had to deal with all that heckling bullshit bar of expectations i mean so at some so point he's, he's not like eddie murphy in that he
1: always did stand up a little bit here and there yeah and kind of always talked about it in this very glowy Kind of like, that was always my thing. Those crowds yeah. always supported me or whatever. But no, but I think you're right. I mean, it, yeah, absolutely a grind. And especially if you're like a 50-year-old with kids. Yeah. You know, at some point, it just gets Well, I, it, I
0: mean, I, I don't mean to make this about me, and, I'm, and no, no way am I comparing myself to dead. those guys. Yeah.
1: Literally, it's Ryan with the millennia. It's okay. Uh, I mentioned like- <laughs> I
0: don't like talking about myself, but here we go. Uh, yeah. I'm a 37-year-old without kids or a wife. Yeah, yeah. And I... I, I, you know, I'm going to say this on mic. I fucking detest stand up now. Nice. Um, I, I have no will to hey, want to do is it. Fine. I'll talk to you later. Li- no. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 I just I don't have whatever that is to want to go on stage. I don't. Sure. I don't have that drive to want to feel what it's like. To kill anymore, but you have a drive to do this. I have a drive to be creative, yeah. Absolutely. I have, I just dis- I'm lucky enough to discover other outlets. Um, my life is in a much better place now. I think also, and I am now very much comfortable talking about this, especially because now you're here in the room. Yeah, uh, I think that my final experience trying to ingratiate myself into a stand up comedy scene, yeah, left a very sour taste in my mouth. Yeah, you got really fucked on that. I was, I was dragged through a rumor mill, I was given yeah. no. No benefit of the doubt I was accused of things that were fucking atrocious yeah and completely out of character. nobody fucking reached out to me. Uh, you know I'm going to hold back from mentioning names. sure I, I don't know if anybody listens to this to be I don't know who does. I know people yeah. do. I don't know who does I, I, uh, well, they will now <laughs> yeah I, I you know I, fuck I guess we're in it now we have yeah, to talk about yeah. this um, without going into details. I I don't think I got a fair shake here. Um I completely agree. I think I was given an opportunity to rebound from it and admittedly I passed on that because by then I felt the damage was done. The joy of doing stand up yeah. in a new city um with all new material that I had written since gotten here I I was robbed of that. I was robbed of that. Yeah, I think with
1: especially with rumors what happens is it especially when people don't know you that well. Yeah. It's an, then it's not even about you. Then it's about them. It's about like what how how I respond to this is going to. Yeah, I'm not making any excuses. I think it's no, awful. that's fine. It's no, petty. Yeah. but I think the idea is like okay, I need to show like I need to use this as an opportunity to like bolster myself or have people think things about me or something like that. Well, and I and, I, and
0: used is the right word. I think I, you know I think the individual who is behind the accusations. Sure. I have forgiven that person. Yeah. I have no ill will towards yeah. that person. Um, I know that we've seen each other since then. And I know it's probably been awkward. Yeah. Um, I mean, but when, when in a situation, when wouldn't that be the case given the circumstances? Yeah. Um, but I have tried to rationalize so much with what happened and I've, I've tried to really put myself in the shoes of, of those who pointed fingers? Yeah, and I just couldn't come up with with a reasonable explanation other than I'm fu- I'm, in, I'm 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 the fucking big boss no, in this what, scene, and I'm gonna fucking keep you from it. I think there's some of that, but I think
1: un, like the the vice that sort of drives most of it is insecurity. Yeah, because everybody is so in. I mean, I think this is entertainment. I don't think this is Austin comedy. I think this has got to be entertainment. It's every, yeah, it's everybody. It's everybody's so insecure about. Uh, not getting accepted, not making it to the next ne- level, not being especially accepted in pe- in the groups and clicks of like the people that seem like they can do something for you uh, or help you get to you know accepted or or recognized or something like that. Yeah, and so I mean, the the other side of this is that I think it also prevents people, especially at lower levels, from making any kind of moral stance or anything like that. Because I think what happened with you, a lot of people recognize, like, this is fucked up, especially later on. And I think the feeling is it's like, because uh, I went to bat uh, for you. I know you to did. the degree I could. That's and,
0: why I'm but, very comfortable talking but, about but it. Absolutely. With you.
1: But what I was going to say is that, like, I think it, it is a weird thing because you're like, you're telling a lot of times, like, people more seasoned than you that, and feel like, and you don't know when you're new. Yeah. Or, and I, when I, you know, at the open mic level, we'll say that first, like, five years or so, whatever it is. Sure. It's like you don't know who to piss off or who's, you know, who, who the real gatekeepers right. are. Like, slight, slightly separate thing. I've had comics who, uh, were higher above me, say awful things to me. Yeah, and if it was a parallel situation, you know, it'd have been like, "Look, fuck you." Right, but you don't want to end up. They're just people. You're like, oh, I don't want to not be on that show. I d-, or I don't want him to tell a bunch of people I'm a fucking asshole or whatever. Yeah, so I think the cowardice comes from that kind of insecurity of, you know, what if if I take a, if I take a stand, especially if I go against the grain. Yeah am I going to forego my ability to do comedy? No, here? I
0: get it. Everybody, everybody at the time yeah. was in save themselves mode. Yeah. And I, I get that. That's right. I understand yeah. that. Yeah. But, and again, not, it's not, a, there's no excuse for it. It's no, just, that's, no that's my and, diagnosis. Right. So. And that's, that's fair. I yeah. mean, I, I see it that way yeah, yeah. And, that, and that's fine. Um, but at the same time, you're gonna the, hit me? Is that, no, I'm not okay, gonna hit okay, you. Go, go, go. <laughs> no, I'll put my fist away. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to put you in a headlock here. <laughs> no, sorry. <you're> right. <laughs> uh, I just wanted to tussle your hair. Yeah. Well, but uh, no, I, it's, it's that, that, that's fair, what you just, the way you just put it. And I get that. And yeah, I completely yeah. understand that. Yeah. And also, I've been around comedy long enough to uh, recognize the behaviors, sure. whether they're toxic or not. And I've also been able to look past them because I understand that that's how it is. Yeah. But, you know, in the aftermath of all that, and it's, it happened so long ago, it feels like it happened years ago at this point. Yeah. Not one person uh, who was involved in it or who perpetuated it bothered to reach out to, to talk. Or yeah, I wasn't even asking for an apology from anyone. I just, one person... Uh, maybe two people, two veteran Austin comics reached out to me. Yeah. And um, I was very grateful for that. Um, but the, but, the, but the, the, the sentiment that was left behind was, well, I've heard you out and you appear to have not done anything wrong, but hey, you're on your own now, bub. You know, good luck. Yeah. See what happens here. And I, I was just left with this sort of, you're not welcome here, sort of uh, a, a prevailing attitude. Yeah, there's just not, and, it's, and I think it's ironically better
1: now than it was. Like, there are, certain, there are certain features of these sort of witch hunts. And I don't want to go... Is it is it better now? Because no, no, I still no, feel no, like no, when no, I go no. out...
0: <laughs> you no, know, no, no. There's oh, no, no.
1: Well, I think that's better. First of all, yeah. I, yeah. Think, I think you're better off now than before. But I understand how you feel. Like, once you feel like you've been, like, treated like shit, and it's not, it's not like you... People send you messages message like, hey, we like you now or something like that. So it's always right. shaky. No, what I meant was I get this sense that... 10 15 years ago people would get kind of excommunicated from the scene Mm -hmm. really with very there's no trial just like we don't like this guy yeah it's a bunch of friends and they'd say hey we don't like this guy and it doesn't have to make sense yeah or they don't have to justify it it's just like hey this guy's not funny so we're gonna not that that was the issue with you obviously but like uh this guy's not funny uh, we'll just subtly ignore him, and he'll get sent away. Sure, I mean that's
0: with any social that, scenario. Yeah, yeah.
1: yeah, but but even I like I, I, after talking to some people who've been in the scene a while, mm-hmm. I was a bit surprised. And and the thing is, is that like I'm at what though at. The treatment, they, yeah, the solution, the kind of, and the, the,
0: the, the kind of like, I, I, the fact that people were in 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 private Facebook groups uh yeah, bandying about exact. the idea yeah, yeah. that I get fucking blacklisted from venues, yeah, yeah, you know, and then when I when I address that subject yeah. with parties involved, they completely deny it and blame younger comics, yeah. I mean that is horseshit to me. Yeah. Again, I'm refraining from using names. No, well, it is, but, horse I'm, shit. but I'm
1: still. It's, uh, it's horseshit, especially. This is what's horseshit about it to me. There's a lot. It's yeah. shit about to me. It's that those people who were going to talk to the clubs to try to get you blacklisted, they weren't going to tell people how that information came about. Mm-hmm. So they weren't going to be like, "Look, this is how we deliberated." Because if you did that, it'd have to be like, "This is a witch hunt." Look at what happened. Yeah, it was more uh, like, "Hey, we know things." because mm-hmm. we have the power to know or some shit like that.
0: Right. Yeah. And that's, what's really, it's a power move. It. Yeah, absolutely. But I, what I don't understand is what threat was I posing on people's power? The problem is, is, that it's a group. Cause I was funny. It's a collective group activity, which is more than I can say for no, some I, of the people that, yeah, you know, <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. But I, I wouldn't, but my feeling on it is that it, again, it's like a, you're a victim of circumstance kind of situation. Yeah. It's you, I mean, most people didn't meet you, didn't know anything about you. Yeah. You were just like an ex, just a variable. Yeah. And it's an opportunity for a lot of people to exercise certain things. So in one case, if you're, if you want to be seen as a person who prosecutes evildoers, Mm -hmm. if that's your MO, if that's your persona, Mm -hmm. then look, this is a really good opportunity to show people that persona. And if you're also the kind of person who's trying to get in good with those people yeah then hey this is an opportunity and so there's a and i just want to say it's, it becomes complicated because it's a bunch of people doing stuff for a different reason right uh, but i th- I think that's how all witch hunts happen yeah is that it's not you know it has nothing to do with the thing it's completely like what am i going to benefit yeah yeah absolutely yeah. yeah well and and if and if somebody kind of innocent gets fucked over well
0: hey they probably aren't innocent that's the that's the, and if they are eh well, uh, you know, all I could say, I, I mean, I, I'll pro- this is something that I'll probably be talking about or at least thinking about sure. for the rest of my life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the reason why, you know, I've, I've, I, I made my long Facebook post and I, I think I handled it fairly well sure. if I do say so myself. Yeah. Uh, but just to piggyback on that, you know, I did not move to Austin to pursue comedy. Yeah. And I had other things in mind. Yeah. And those things are happening for me now, which is probably why I'm, I'm, I'm in a really great place. Uh, I think what bothers me the most, and I've, I don't think I've ever said this to anybody, maybe Jake, because we hang out a lot. Yeah. I I didn't move here to, to pursue comedy. I started doing it because it was the only way I knew how to meet people. And I do, I did genuinely have a love for being up on stage and getting that feeling of saying a joke that works. Yeah. It's a great feeling. Uh, my, my plan or my unwritten plan was to do comedy as long as I possibly could until other circumstances took me away from it. And that's what happened. Uh, not just with this rumor mill, but also with me getting hired uh, in my big boy job. Yeah. And um, I think what, what, what stole a lot of sleep from a lot of nights for me was the fact that I wanted to walk away from comedy on my own terms. Yeah. And instead... It was stolen from me against my will. And I know that that's not what people intended. Obviously, I'm not sitting here singing a sad song, uh, although it may sound that way. That's just how I feel. It was taken from me. Yeah. And it was taken from me against my will. I was unbooked from shows. Do you know what that feeling is like? Yeah. That's worse than bombing. It's, it's, yeah. That's worse than bombing. Yeah. I've been, I've I've bombed plenty of times. I've been heckled plenty of times. And I've gone home and wanted to fucking, you know, cry into a pillow and kill myself on nights like that. Getting a message from somebody that says, maybe you shouldn't show up to my show or we're going to remove you from the lineup. Yeah. That is a gut punch that I don't want any comedian to ever fucking feel. But you... I mean, it's obviously up to you, but
1: it feels like you shouldn't let those people take that away from you if if you have the power not to. I mean, well, if you're that, just done yeah. with it, that's, and it's like, it sucks that, it's like, I was kind of rounding off of this, and it sucks that instead of having a kind of clean break, they fucked up the ending of it. Yeah. That's totally fair, and, and of, of course it's fair, but I'm saying, like, I understand not doing it anymore. Well, because and, you weren't going to do it anyway, but, right. but I, if, if you really want to pursue it, even if just at an artistic level, even as a hobby level, yeah, I don't think, I really don't think that that no, nothing's preventing me from doing yeah, that now.
0: Yeah. Um, I think at this point, it's, it's a choice yeah. that I don't want to, sure. um, because I don't want to uh, walk into that electric fence again, yeah, possibly. Yeah. Um, and and I, you know, I, I did mention uh, just a little earlier how I know that the opportunity to, quote unquote, uh, make a comeback yeah. uh, was on the table, and I, I chose not to. It's also um, nothing's
1: too... Like, if later on, you decide you know to come back to come back yeah yeah, yeah that's no not i like that's gone so you don't have, yeah
0: no i know it's not gone and it's you know i you know for the small amount of friends that i may have lost yeah the amount of friends that i had made even before it happened are still in place yeah you know uh i i thank all the people that reserve judgment and um i feel that the number of people who uh were able to see it for more than what was in front of their faces far outnumbers the people that j- rushed to uh, judgment yeah um, but Jesus Christ, Jared, some it's of the, all, some awful. of the things people said to me and some of the looks I got when I yeah. was going out and, you know, those are all gone now. Because
1: it's, they made you this pariah.
0: Yeah. Which is, is. And I'm like not trying the, to make myself a martyr. Although, no, no, no. Yeah. I mean,
1: they, they, and even though there's this candle right here. Yeah. Hey. You
0: know. That's good. Please yeah. mention something that people can't see. <laughs> <laughs> I just wanted you to know.
1: No, uh, but yeah, I mean, did I tell you the story of my
0: pariahness? No, and you know what? Let's yeah. let's get the focus off me here. No, now. And let's, I'm
1: uh, I, am yeah. I, I, only saying this because I don't know that people know this about me. I've taught, ta- uh, talked about it on stage uh, when I lengthened this one story that I have yeah. for context. But you know, but I don't talk about it that much. I actually did. I tell you, I was a conscientious objector in the military for a while. No. So, yes. What does
0: that mean? So, yeah, that's a good question. Was that your anti-war?
1: Well, I didn't know that, but yeah, that's basically what it means. So, what happened was I, okay, I joined in um, June 2002. Mm -hmm. So, that's right after 9-11. Right. And then right before, not too much later, uh, the war in Iraq kicks off. Mm -hmm. And I'm in a thing called, uh, like in the military, they call it like a pipeline, which means, Instead of training, like you go to basic and have just your AIT, which is like your job training. Instead of just having one of those, you have a bunch of little schools. Mm-hmm. And it extends how long you're in training. So I was in training for like a year and a half, essentially. When I got out, and when you're in training, all oh, you're thinking about passing the training, it's very intensive. It's like you're completely, you know, you, you, you a lot of times you have access to media, but you you really can't focus on it. Sure. Especially something as complicated as politics. Uh, when I get to my unit, then I start f- Learning more about what's going on in Iraq, and I feel uh, just constantly sick all the time Mm -hmm. about what's going on because it's clear to me it's it's cynical, yeah, and it's like it's like a moral dilemma, yeah, absolutely, tremendously so, and it gets worse because it's it's compounded by the fact that I'm getting praise for being brave for going for deploying, and then and then knowing that the reality is. That's the cowardly move because I think it's wrong to go. Mm -hmm. Now again, I want to skip forward a little bit just in terms. Mm. I didn't qualify as a conscientious objector uh, because you have to be. It's a it's a loophole for uh, religious groups essentially. You don't have to be religious, but you have to be a pacifist. And I didn't know that. You can't just be politically against a war. Yeah. So if we declared war in Canada. And it was, we were just raping and killing Canadian people and not that, you know, you and I might not want to do that, but I prefer not that too. Yeah. well, Fair <laughs> enough. But here's the thing. Uh, you can't, even if you think it's immoral, you have to just be a pacifist. You can't be politically against it. Right. But in the midst of when I declare conscious objection, uh, you, it's like a seven, eight month period of investigation. Yeah. Uh, they assign a special investigator who's like a, uh, a therapist? officer. No, oh. he's an officer. He actually is completely unqualified in certain respects. But whatever. <laughs> sure. I mean, like, how do you get that job? Uh, no, they just pick an officer from um, another unit. Okay, kind of like peer review. Yeah, very similar. Okay, um, and all that person does is make a recommendation. Anyway, yeah. at a local level in the military, generally your commander is going to m- make any decision about what happens outside of a yeah. court martial. Like, in, so in this case. The the your commander, I think at the battalion level, mm-hmm. battalion brigade had to decide what to do with me. But you know they have they call your parents, they call they if you have church, they they go back, they call your friends. They they need to figure out essentially, even though they're the ones that make the decision, they need to figure out whether you are just full of shit or right. you're just afraid to go. Yeah, that makes sense. Like
0: that. It's uh yeah. it's an investigation. Just now like in, you said, yeah.
1: now keep in mind this is during Don't Ask, Don't Tell. Uh huh. So all I had to do was going to my CO's office and be like, I like dicks. <laughs> and he would have been like gross and yeah. you're out of the military. And uh-huh. I really would have been quick because that back then when somebody was found out to be gay, yeah, think, I don't know if they were worried about some issue or it was homophobia. Like they were worried that that person was going to get hurt. But like yeah. we had a couple people. I think it was still illegal to be gay but not, in the military. But, but it's illegal to be a lot of things. It's illegal to do cocaine in the military. But oh, you didn't, sure. it'd still be months and months. If you were gay, they got you out fucking quick. I yeah. don't know why. Um, that was probably a morale for all the other soldiers. I think that's that, just my armchair yeah, you know uh observation. Probably and I think they were also it's like a protective custody kind of thing. Oh, so you I don't think, get your ass kicked? I think that was the idea. Yeah. By the I didn't think it was really that big an issue when I was in. Sure. I mean it was an issue politically. I I wasn't afraid that if people found out I was gay they would hurt me. That yeah. was just never a feeling I got. Right. right. And you could have a feeling like that. I didn't feel that way. Yeah. Anyway, um so oh but the point is is that I became uh everyone in my unit like just thought I was the biggest piece of shit. And you'll maybe relate to this part specifically anybody that knew me beforehand mm-hmm. understood and was cool with it. But people that did not know me that had never met me, that was just somebody in third platoon or something like that or second platoon, uh, I was fucking like I was a communist, yeah. or I was. A, You're everything you know, a wrong. Pussy, All yeah. this kind of stuff. Yeah, I'm a dirty liberal piece of shit. Yeah, no know, place for you here, boy. I would have NCOs just get drunk, come up to me, and just scream in my face. Yeah, for not you know, just have to take it or whatever. Yeah, um, this was the
0: reputation you had for yourself at that time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and especially because I was new.
1: I had been in that unit for like maybe six, seven months, Okay, but nobody knew me outside of a very small, like my team leader, my squad, sure, yeah. you know, makes know, kind of stuff. Uh, so, and then I, you know, then I was in headquarters unit and, and over a period of time, people just kind of get used to it and they get okay with it mm-hmm. and they still fucking hate you, but they get okay with it. The crazy thing is that like once that got like, I, and I really, was, I had a, ch- I could have applied again. You can just put in another packet yeah. if you want. Uh, and I declined. And I had other reasons. I mean, some of it was like it was just getting closer to people that I was, you know, it was weird to me that like now my friends are going to go and I'm not going to go. Right. So that was, just, but anyway, you a um, little racked with guilt or yeah, a lot. I mean, I was yeah. just, I didn't morally speak. I just had no idea what, what the right thing was yeah. to do. It was like, I don't want to kill somebody for some political reason I think is, isn't just like vague, but I think it's wrong. Like yeah. it's, it just seems stupid and cynical. Murder I, is illegal. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And more, and, and it was just, I would talk to people about like, why are we in Iraq? Yeah. And the vague convoluted fucking bullshit you'd hear. It's like the fact that your answers are not clear. Yeah. means this is bad. Right. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. it's, so, well, we kind of, we're kinda weird. you know, but anyway, um, so, so I felt bad about that, but I also felt like a coward for not going and you never, you never know why you're doing what you're doing yeah. and stuff like and on top of that, I'm like gay and a lot of going in the military was about like, Hey, proving you're, you know, able Manhood. to do. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And more in the sense of like, like, don't tell me what I can fucking do just cause I'm a fag. It doesn't mean I can't be a man, that mm-hmm. kind of stuff. Sure. Right. Yeah. So stepping down from that. And that's also why it didn't co- I didn't tell them I was gay to get out. Yeah. Because it you don't want to use it as an excuse. Yeah. But uh, you know it, when I look back it's like if I was consistent I would have been like well the fact that I might have to kill somebody for a bad reason is worse Yeah, than you know being like well I can't. You yeah. Know, just got to step but anyway. You'd you know, rather
0: suck a dick than kill a kid. Exactly. Yeah. That weird, is uh, weird that. Right. Yeah. yeah. Isn't. Yeah. yeah. Jeez. But, but you, my, you fucking
1: monster. I know. I know. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you mean, you're not a patriot. I want that in on my tombstone. <laughs> You'd rather suck a dick <laughs> than
0: kill a kid. That's. Yeah, He's a sweetheart. <laughs> That's phenomenal.
1: Um, all right. But anyway, but the point is I'm just saying that story to let you know that like I have I have a sense of what it was like to be just hated and and, and like being this ostracized thing, and really yeah. made out to be something that I wasn't in a way. Like yeah. so, I mean, in your case it was all bullshit, but in my case it was like some of what they thought about me was true mm-hmm. because it, it was grounded in the fact that I was a constant trajectory. But the reason I was doing it wasn't what they said. And it was like anybody that I could talk to and explain why I was doing what I was doing was like, okay, I don't agree with it, but that makes sense. Or I, you know, I respect that you're doing this. Oh, incidentally. And this is another thing that I think relates to your story too. Oh, excuse me. Uh, Whoops. I'm trying to hit things. I had a lot of people who secretly sent me messages or came up to me mm-hmm. and would say things like, I think it's very brave what you're doing. Yeah. And stuff like that. Mm-hmm. You know, but, you know, that's nice and you feel good and it kind of keeps you going, but overall, like it's just fucking. But,
0: yeah, I mean, you, you you still lay awake at night with what, yeah, yeah. with all the other shit. Yeah. Um, and obviously like, you know, the stakes in, in my circ- in my situation yeah. are, uh, you know, I would say that they're lower than the ones in yours. I'm not yeah. trying to, this is not a competition. No, no, I was just saying, um, in certain ways, I think I worse on you but well and i think the thing that we share here is that uh i know i know uh my side of the story i know what happened uh that you know uh springboarded everybody's accusations. Yeah. I know, I know what the, uh, you know, incident quote unquote yeah, you was, know what the, you know, what the truth was. Yeah. I know what the truth was. Yeah. And I know what I was responsible for. And I owned up for that. And I even issued, I even apologized yeah, yeah. to a few people. Yeah. Um, but I don't think that anything I did was wrong. Yeah. I yeah. mean, the things people were saying that I did. Yeah. Just simply were not true. Yeah. Uh, and I think in your case as well, it's it, just, I think you know, it, it what makes
1: it different. It's interesting is that, people were flatly lying about you and then, or they were saying things that they knew they didn't know whether it was true, but they were erring on the side of like, fuck this guy. Yeah. Whereas it was hearsay. Absolutely. And it was sort of like, and I think, I don't think they would phrase it this way, but I think the honest fact is it's like, look, there is very little pushback or risk in going along with this. Sure. Whereas I'm going to, I could, if I resist it, people are not going to like me and well, I don't and give it, a fuck anyway. Yeah. So yeah, yeah.
0: Well, and yeah. there were people that had nothing to do with any yeah, of yeah. it who completely just froze me out of their lives, you yeah, know, Yeah. <clears throat> but uh <laughs> it's just like what like yeah, yeah. fucking you know like be a person
1: like sure. you know like shoot well another uh, another thing is that i don't want to get too much into, i think politically people are aware of systemic problems yeah and they know that they're serious mm-hmm. and they don't know how to fix them or how to participate in their solution and so a lot of times people will create symbolic circumstances yeah. to strike back against those sorts of systemic problems and they're really making things worse yeah they're so they're 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 not helping for one but worse they're exercising activist energy yeah. in bullshit effigy right that's yeah. not progress not at all not that's at all. But, uh but it i it mean it's not you, necessarily it feel good yeah um but you know so uh yeah that aside what i was gonna say is in my case yeah people were not lying about what was the case about me? They were just, so if it's, they if were just forming their own opinion. To, so, well, to, well, I'll put it this way. If you want to simplify it though, it's not this simple. If you are around a bunch of conservatives, mm-hmm. you know, a conservative Republican, like Trump supporters, let's say, and you're a socialist. Yeah. Uh, They're not, when they say, you piece of shit commie motherfucker, they're not (laughs) lying. Yeah. They just hate what you are. They just, right, right. And that was more my situation. Either way, you're exposed to really unfair, awful ridicule for doing something that you don't think is... Necessary. It's complicated, but you're not like I'm hurting someone or it's wrong or something like right. That. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, People are awful,
0: and and what's worse is that like generally people collectively can be awful. Yeah, yeah, Let's phrase it. Let's put it that way. No, no. In that, yeah, absolutely. I, I, you yeah, know, yeah. I'm I'm one of those silver lining optimists. I no, like I, to think that there is good in everyone, and
1: I agree, I agree. But um, but, but there are shitheads out there, and you know, and what, what here's what happens. In I think in both cases, but maybe more clearly in your case, what happens is you have people that are actually. Have a, a degree of of power, mm-hmm. and um how do I? I don't want to sound like fucking Spider Man or something like that. No, you know what I mean yeah,
0: with great power comes great responsibility. They, That's a great they, line, but yeah, they, uh, yeah exactly. I mean, even though it's
1: said by Spider Man, <laughs> thank you, Stanley. Uh, <laughs> but I think I think that they don't. It's them not taking responsibility. Yeah, it's them not saying, look, I actually. And, and sometimes do going in the exact opposite direction, sometimes being you know really negligent yeah or or you know at worse like, you know, sort of actively using what because I think a lot, especially in our circumstances or sorry i mean in like comic circles or something like mm-hmm. that, social power is easy not to recognize, yeah so when you're when you're Significant because especially with comics, comics are always doffing their head about being an asshole. Oh, I don't, nobody listens to me. I'm such an asshole. And it's <laughs> yeah. like, yeah, except for everyone in the community. Right, right you're right. right. No Every, one outside of us, but yeah, everyone's an, listening. Yeah, yeah, you have an army of people who want to suck your dick <laughs> yeah. or the female version of a dick, whatever. Whatever, yeah. Whatever. You know, yeah. Right? <laughs> um, the, the analogy is clear. Exactly. Uh, want to pleasure your genitals <laughs> to get your <laughs> approval. Yes. So it's like, yeah, you can, you can. Be responsible with that, and, and a lot of people don't want to be. I'll give it. I'll give you another example. I, yeah. This is complete. I when I hear the old guard uh, talk about how they hate or or have criticisms about what's going on in comedy now, mm-hmm. like well these all. So a good example, all these new kids, new comics who are starting shows too early. Oh okay, yeah, so that's great. So yeah. they're maybe they're right, but I think I always think you know if you put out a fucking. Newsletter. <laughs> Everyone here listens to you instantly. Yeah. Right. If if pick um, your favorite top comic in town, mm-hmm. if that person sends out and you know a Facebook message, that's all it takes. Is uh, with just suggestions, sure. Not like you have to do this. Just like hey, maybe yeah. do, maybe do this. Well, yeah. All of a sudden, everybody's like, if they were like, hey, don't run shows on Tuesdays or don't show show do shows on Mondays or whatever mm-hmm. it is. All of a sudden shows don't
0: happen on Tuesdays and Mondays right but though but i think i think the, yeah. the, the the more experienced comics who who say things like that are speaking from a place of um the younger younger and newer comics should be able to figure this out yeah um they should they should be exercising better judgment so yeah. it's like if you're someone who's been doing comedy for six and a half months maybe you shouldn't be running your own weekly show completely <laughs> a completely you know, i think right, that's what they're talking but about they, but yeah. what i'm saying is that like it doesn't and i, I it's hard
1: i harp on this all the time a suggestion yeah. would not hurt. Yeah. And it would it's go a long way. I mean, I, you're
0: not yeah. going to disagree if I were to say that stand-up comedy does not lends itself to mentorships it doesn't. very it, easily. But, but,
1: you know, I, I, I think it's inertia. I've been saying this a while. A lot of times, the way we do stuff, it's mm-hmm. just because that's how it's done. Mm-hmm. Not because it should be done that. And it doesn't mean that it's bad or we should redux the whole system or whatever. But like, you know, you wouldn't think boxing does either. I always compare this. Yeah. You know, boxers are, it's an, you're in the ring by yourself mm-hmm. fighting another guy who's by himself. Yeah. But if you're in a boxing gym and there are more seasoned boxers, they're just going to give you tips as a matter of like, you know, you know like you're going to yeah. watch a guy at the back and I was like, you know, you're fucking killing me with that. Plant your goddamn back foot. Yeah. Plant your back foot. Stop dancing around. That's where your power comes from. Lower they're your left gonna, shoulder. They're gonna say that out of annoyance. Annoyance, not even yeah. out of like I really want to help Sanchez or whatever. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Where in comedy, you'll watch a person. You'll be ten years in a comedy you, or something like that. You'll watch a, a yeah. new comic do the same thing for fucking you know months
0: and, yeah. and not say anything. You know. But do you? Uh, well, I mean, there are some comics who I enjoy watching yeah. uh, fail. Um, well, that's different. That's we all <laughs> that, agree I mean, about just, that too. Yeah. That's but, yeah, just yeah. the sadistic side. <laughs> to me um god i'm really holding back from mentioning names uh you, which is nice of you by the way that's, yeah thank there's, you there's some dignity there. well you yeah. know I, I may be from new york but i'm considerate ah oh, that's sweet uh, <laughs> but do you th- do you think um the reason why those experienced comics don't step to the plate is yeah. because comedies somewhat territorial and even though they're more experienced, they're protecting their territory. It's sort of like it's possible. Like I think, like yeah. look, look, you look newbie. You think you could run with the fucking bulls, but yeah. uh, you got to get some experience. You know, with the cows first. They, they, or whatever. They, I,
1: I'll, I'll say now, like to, as a disclaimer, like I haven't been doing this long, and I just don't know. Mm-hmm. But
0: just. And I am here to hold your hand. Thank you.
1: (laughs) But being my age and just having a sense of why I think people do the things they do, I think there's a confluence of things. Mm -hmm. One is that I think it's way, and this is going back, it's easier to bitch than take responsibility. Mm -hmm. So if you tell people what to do, at least in terms of like make those sorts of deliberative suggestions. So again, yeah. you can't be or like you guys do this. Criticize. Exactly. But yeah. more but here's the point which is that if you influence things, then you're responsible for it. And if it doesn't work, oh, it doesn't go well, then it's like you're the one who fucking told everybody to. Yeah. But if you kind of sit back, watch shit fail, and then say, this is what they should have done. Yeah. And I'm not saying this is all everybody does this, but I think there's an element of that. And I think it's past comedy. I think you see it in a lot of stuff. Uh, Yeah, totally. You know, uh,
0: so I've I've always been an advocate of do like, especially with art uh, of any medium uh, of uh, doing your own things and letting the quote unquote rules or the boundaries fall around you and then others will observe those. And
1: I, and I, I'm with you that I don't think you, owe anybody advice or owe anybody it's just don't complain about it yeah if you know what i mean when you're in a position to really help or change things yeah you know but it's
0: a territory which uh, i I mean i i truly enjoy parlaying whatever experience and advice i can i mean i'm a failed comic i don't know why anybody would hit me up necessarily but uh i do have uh uh, perspective. Yeah, yeah. And I have seen people succeed and I've that's understood... That's why you were on our podcast. That's right. Your episode's going to drop is a great segue. next week or the next week after that. Uh, which is a great segue yeah. coming from New York. So, uh, and this will be the final question sure, yeah, yeah, because yeah. we got to start wrapping yeah, yeah, yeah. things up. Uh, you going to move to New York? I
1: am, but I think it's going to be postponed. I'm not completely sure. The group of people that I was with, yeah. that we were all going to go together. Mm-hmm. Uh, we kind of had a meeting and it was like, maybe it's not a great time. Some of that's because we talked to... Um, but you know, trying to get a consensus. Yeah. This is what I got from people. Okay, for, for the most part, was first order opinion, first opinion, and then this second thing, mm-hmm. right? So the first opinion, a lot of variants. Yeah. Second opinion, all the same, and that was this. Some the first one was you shouldn't move too early, you shouldn't move too late. Yes, move now. No, don't hold off. The second one, it doesn't fucking matter. The second one was basically if you're gonna do comedy. I mean, this has been kind of consistent. Mm. If you're going to do comedy forever, you go too early. You set yourself too back, two mm-hmm. years back. If you're gonna, if you're gonna do, if you go too late, you go up there. You have to reestablish yourself. You got to work two out. You know. So, in other words, but overall, if you go to New York, you're not going to end your comedy career. If you were meant to do comedy, if you yeah. stay and you stay too long, you're not going to end your
0: comedy career no. for doing that.
1: Yeah. Uh, but so right, I mean, no, right, I'm curious yeah, who yeah.
0: said what to you. But um, oh, I know. I mean, that's a little no, easy. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah uh, timing yeah. is most certainly everything. Yeah, and I think that when you finally decide to go yeah. to New York, it's because you'll feel like it's the time to go. Yeah, like yeah. Um, all, for all this talk about you know things to prove and 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 whatnot, I don't know that you necessarily have anything to prove to yourself, sure. whether it be in Austin or New York. But I do think you would benefit from uh, a little bit of momentum as a performer. That makes sense. Uh, and I don't... Th- I would never discourage anyone from moving to New York. I watched people move to New York who absolutely sucked. Yeah. And then they became amazing. <laughs> yeah. uh, Mike Lawrence is one of those people. Yeah. He moved to New York. He was not very good. He became indestructible sure and then I saw people move to New York from another city after they had already dominated that city and had an arsenal of talent to go to New York with makes a lot of sense like Sean Patton and Rory Scoville and Kumail I mean and those guys went to New York they took their lumps and they I think they knew in their in their hearts or they they told themselves I'm going to gut it out for one to two or three years yeah but I know it's going to happen for me because they they had that arsenal of talent With, with Mike Lawrence I don't know if this is what happened, but I imagine that
1: what could have happened is he goes out there. He's like, Oh, you got to be serious out here. Mm-hmm. And then he got
0: serious. Well, which is maybe not what happened before. Yeah. Just to, um, um, then this is what I witnessed. Sure, um, yeah, yeah. I, I was regularly going to open mics in my early years with, um, uh, Mike Lawrence, Dan St. Germain, Adam Newman, Mark Norman. Those guys are so good. They're amazing. And they're all doing extremely well. And of course, obviously, there was a lot of other people around. And I'm sure they've all gone on to do great things too. Mike Drucker was around and he's writing for the new Bill Nye show after writing for The Tonight Show. Um, But I think what happened was Mike Lawrence arrived in town and he came from Florida and he had this... Sort of air about him He just didn't know New York He didn't understand How it functioned He didn't know how to How to operate within Even the open mic circuit Sure yeah yeah. And I think he He Um Expressed this desire, this will, this unbridled passion to get better. And I think what ended up happening was all the guys that I just mentioned were all in maybe unconscious ways propping each other up. And out of nowhere, Mike began to scale back some of the shitty behaviors that he was exhibiting and began to really turn his focus on writing material that was good. And I think he had a, a pretty good support system. I think he was also motivated by competition with those other guys yeah. because. They they were all motivated That's, by, I have to be better than, iron, I got it right. Iron sharpens iron. I'm a yeah, to- yeah, totally, yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's always someone better than you, and yeah. um, you don't have to be better than them, but you should strive to be as good. Yeah, you uh, and there um, is
1: like that too, where you feel like you can't sleep on a lot of people
0: here. There's yeah. so much talent. Like, you're sure. not gonna, you gotta, get, wait, go ahead, sorry. Well, no, yeah, just to, f- just to finish up that little, whatever story or, yeah, m- yeah. you know, monologue, uh, Mike just sort of out of nowhere, and it wasn't out of nowhere, it was obviously time-tested, Not necessarily calculated, but you know, uh, over, you know, just one day I just remember he, like I said, was indestructible. Yeah. I saw this guy go on stage at open mics when he first got into town and it was tough to sit through. And then out of nowhere, his point of view came into focus, and his stage persona came into it was it just was well rounded. His presence was there; like you knew he was in the room all of a sudden. Yeah, and it was because he had put in the time to to get better. And I'm, I say this because that is possible in New York. Yeah, um, but also to speak to guys like Sean and Rory and Kumail and all these other uh, phenomenal comedians that moved to the city, like they came, and I think in their minds they were they told themselves it's just a matter of time. I'm going to come and the floor with these other fucking wannabes sure but yeah, it's just yeah. a matter of time they knew what they were yeah right they knew I, my, they knew what they were already bring it yeah.
1: so my feeling was originally like i i realized the priority's got to be comedy yeah and i was like why am i moving mm-hmm. and i'm not moving for comedy that was the idea sure like i was like or this is what i came to as a point Uh i'm moving because i want to get out of austin i want to be in new york yeah mm-hmm. but i looked at i mean this was the gut check i had to do which was that i don't want to stay here I'm not a huge fan of Austin anymore, just because I've been here for fucking a decade. Yeah, uh, but I see that. But I'm like, I'm my trajectory is good. I'm getting better here. I think if I stay, I'll continue to get better. If I get to that point, and I do still think I'll end up moving earlier than most do, because f- after I just want to fucking go. Yeah, but it's like I don't. I haven't hit a point of stagnation I haven't right. there's more to do in this town beautifully put by the way so, yeah. So was, yeah so it's like that's not uh, me leaving would not be because my comedy would be better to leave and I was like okay yeah. you gotta grow up and not right yeah
0: um, and just to add to that and then we'll, we'll wrap it up sure uh when Austin has nothing left to offer you yeah get the hell out yeah that seems right some people um, ignore that <laughs> and um, <laughs> yeah. you know yeah, everywhere right yeah, everywhere yeah. it's yeah. not just the it's everywhere yeah uh, Jared this has been very uh, this has been an amazing conversation uh Thank i'm you. so glad that you came I love, by today do, i love doing it this is i love you know i was uh, saying to donna before the show i'm like why don't me and jared have a podcast already yeah. um i i told you but anyway I- ah you son of a bitch <laughs> uh i mean i don't like gays yeah but uh that's me not neither true. <laughs> uh but no this this has been a very cathartic i'm I, i'm always happy to talk to you and uh you know we're gonna have you back again yeah. joy uh Make me regular so I like um i wish you much luck and uh, listen what's your podcast called? oh Leading the
1: Blind I host it with Ariel Norman we it's a uh, comedy 101 we just uh, interview uh, more seasoned comics that's why you were on oh and thank just, you yeah and try to get advice on career and development
0: all that kind of stuff excellent that podcast again is titled Leading the Blind it is hosted by Jared and Ariel Norman another phenomenal comic uh, and that is a part of the Body Tape International Podcast Network Hell yeah. that this show is also a part of uh, and if you'd like to sample more of their program i encourage you to stop by bodytapeintl.com. Uh, you could also find all of their shows on itunes uh, if you'd like to contact this show please email ryan has a at gmail.com uh, and feel free to write us a review wherever possible uh, until then jared again thank you and we will see you next week see you
1: International